0: Red 10 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red
1: 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red night, standing by. You're listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, Fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This
2: is
1: it. laser Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co hosts, Tom and William. So I am not a solitary podcast host today because we're we're reviewing season two, episode
2: two three. No, I guess
1: technically three. Oh the match, to match to. the solitary clone. A flawless intro, as usual. <laughs> Tom, tell us about this episode.
2: All right. Well, this episode is season two, episode three of the solitary clone. It was directed by Sal Ruiz and written by Amanda Rose Munoz. Uh, In this episode, Crosshair is sent on a mission with Commander Cody. What I love about this, we get to see what happens to Cody. Oh, my gosh.
0: Yes, I've been we've been wondering for so long what happened to Cody, what's Mm -hmm. going on, and we finally get to see him. Oh, my gosh. This this made me so happy. Also, this episode is just so good in general. (laughs) Uh, Let's 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 dive in, though. Uh, the we, the episode starts with this. Uh, we get kind of get the it sets the stage right of the with the uh, on on desics, the governor, Governor Groton, um, arrives on a you know the, the this remote separatist world to relieve the current governor, Tawny Ames, played by uh Tasia Valenza. Uh, and of course, she refuses, and so Tawny Ames kidnaps Governor Groton, uh, played by Max Middleman, and that sets the stage for a mission to go and rescue Governor Groton. And this episode is entirely Crosshair's episode. We don't see the rest of the Bad Batch at all. No Clone Force 99. It's just Crosshair, and it's a it's a great episode. Uh, Stephen, what, what did you think?
1: Uh, it's I I also love this episode. I think mm-hmm. most because so much of this episode just feels like you're watching the Clone Wars. Yeah, like it's yes. it is you know uh, Cody. It is crosshair and a group of clones on a mission to rescue uh, you know a diplomat from a separatist stronghold. And if you took out some of the you know the pieces of this episode around the sides, it would just be a Clone Wars episode. Yeah except for the minor fact that throughout the episode, insidiously, we have not just, its not any diplomat, this is an Imperial diplomat who is there to ignore the wishes of the people. It is just fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: And the other thing about it that got me is, you really started to feel the loneliness of Crosshair just by himself when you see him basically wake up in his, uh, let's say, bunk, and then he goes to the mess hall to eat, And all the other clones are staying away from him and giving him looks. And you're looking at this just going, where is Crosshair going to end up at the end of all of this? If this is basically how he is at this point being treated, although I know at this point he was just rescued from Camino. He is, you know, off by himself to to basically, you know, um, go ahead, Stephen.
1: No, I'm sorry. I want to interject. Not no, just go ahead, he from Camino. He was there for what was it 32 rotations. that's yeah.
2: what I was going to say. That's one Which, thing I forgot. Thank you.
1: I mean, we don't know how long a Camino and day is. I
2: would, uh, yeah,
1: I <laughs> can't imagine. Time. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah, it's a really long time.
0: Yeah, and, and again, this is this is after we saw him in the finale, where I think as we were talking about last week in our review, he he kind of started to let the bad batch go. Right, and mm-hmm. which is kind of a surprise at the end of this whole season, of him pursuing the the batch, he he finally catches up to him and lets them go, and he's stranded on Camino for basically a month, right? Yeah. And that's that's so hard, and then he gets back, and he's he's ignored by all the clones, right? When he's in the he's in the, the commissary, and they're they're all ignoring him. He sits alone. Rampart doesn't even. Uh, you know of course he rampart vice Admiral rampart does not appreciate any of the clones uh, you know, he doesn't remember anyone's names or numbers or the names he only remembers numbers he flat out tells uh, rampart that I'm sorry uh, he, rampart flat out tells crosshair that you know uh, he he's not gonna be a commander again and he's gonna report to some other commander who turns out to be Cody um he's he's kind of been tossed aside in this episode.
2: Yeah. And you can't yeah, feel for him. Yeah. And that, that's where you're like, okay, well, if this is how they're training him at this point. Where is he going to end up? Is it going to continue this way throughout the season? When we see him, where's he going to end up at the end of it? That's what I'm going to find fascinating, mm-hmm. especially, you know, what's going to happen to Cody because now we see Cody. He's not really in his orange armor anymore. He's now in a, you know, he's wearing a gray armor. So, that the clones themselves are now yes. oh. it, it, it's I, it's that not, was sad it, it, to see yeah because exactly. it's not an individual anymore. intro
1: as well because yeah he comes up and there i mean we knew with cody because of the previous scene but it doesn't look like right. cody i mean yeah and it's just like oh this is yeah this is sad and it, i think it contrasts very well with the colors that the rest of the bad batch have been putting onto their armor that right. individuality they're enhancing it um we didn't talk about it last week, but like some of their color choices, I felt like clashed a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Commander Cody, the man in yellow, has been reduced to a very sad dull oh, gray. Yeah, yeah. And then to
2: meet right there, uh, poor Cody. <laughs> and the other thing I find fascinating is the wall that they have of the fallen clones. That that's where they met. It's like you could still see the brotherhood of the clones it still exists within this universe, even though it's now become, oh God, I almost want to say watered down because their identities of the clones now are not prevalent anymore within the Empire as they were with, you know, the, the Republic. They I mean, can have is, an identity.
1: This is jumping forward to kind of the end of the episode, but after everything is done on Desix, we see the kind of new stormtroopers and the proto-stormtrooper armor showing up instead. Yeah. Uh, You know, they're arriving at the planet to replace the clones who just, you know, did all the dying in order to recapture the planet. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it just it's not a good time to be a clone.
2: No. No, it's not. You really feel for him. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we get this great we get this great conversation also between Crosshair and and Cody and. I thought I was telling that Cody says he's not surprised that most of clone force 99 went rogue. And he even acknowledges that, you know, that Rex and, you know, the, uh, and other clones have turned as well. And you get the sense that the, you know, we always thought of the clones as being very droid like, and they're not right They're Yes. They were programmed to follow orders. And in the moment they thought it was true, right. They thought it was legitimate and good, you know, good soldiers follow orders and all that kind of stuff. But it sounds like more and more they are, um, they're starting to wonder, and mm-hmm. you know, Crosshair even calls the Jedi traders, and Cody seems to not fully believe it, and you know, later even Rampart tells Crosshair that clones seem to be going, uh, you know, disappearing, uh, in in Crosshair's orbit. It's, it's a very, uh, I I I love seeing this dynamic.
2: I love seeing the dynamic. I want to see more of that. I want to see more of, you know, is it because they are realizing that now the empire is not what the Republic used to be? And is it possible? And I doubt we'll get an explanation for this, but the chip that's in their head after a while, after so many years, because of the um, now extensive aging of the clones, is that now being affected to where they can start making the decisions and can start questioning? Orders? Yeah
0: it 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 sounds like there's definitely a lot more freedom a lot more to it there yeah, yeah and there's
2: a lot more to it
0: yeah, it definitely sounds like it because they are I mean clearly we see more and more clones turning and even throughout this episode right Cody is his he, he's constantly he's being asked to push the bounds of what he feels is um appropriate and even at the end he he himself goes a wall and disappears and mm-hmm. it ha- happens off camera we don't get to see it but I it kind of gave me I I I kind of I was it made me very happy to see Cody
1: doing the right do- thing finally hang on go ahead do we know that Cody did the right thing or was Cody punished for not executing the ex governor.
2: And you see that that's the other question that I have, because since we saw what happened in the previous episode with Rampart, basically taking out that clone, are some of these actually going AWOL or is that just the quote unquote story the empire came up with? I believe at some point we may, yeah, I believe at some point we may find the answer to that that maybe some of them are actually going AWOL. But there's a part of me thinking, yes, it's true, but it might just be something else to cover that, you know, they're not AWOL as they are being led on to, the other clones are being led on to believe.
0: Okay, that's a good point. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. But e- either way, it it's good that Cody, well, I guess not either way, but. I I like seeing, I like seeing, uh, you know, Cody, in theory, try to, try to, to to to, do the right thing. Finally, after all this time, right. It, it's it's really cool, and we'll talk about this more in a bit. But let's let's get into the mission itself. Um, thoughts on on how this all plays out.
2: The thing I find fascinating is just again, I get back to the arrogance of the empire to where they can just send a governor to a planet and it's like, I'm now your ruler, get out of my way. I don't care what the people say and don't expect to fight me.
1: Right. Yeah. And there there's not even a question, like, you know, the governor, I mean, said that they're sending in a diplomat or the empire said they're sending in a diplomatic force to negotiate. And we find out very quickly like, nope, they're not, they're not even gonna try and negotiate. They are here to attack. And that is and that is what happens to me. Like they start the attack, and uh, the governor, not fooled in the slightest, shoots them down. Mm-hmm. Like no hesitation. <clears throat> yep. And we just we just get a full-on Clone Wars battle. You know, the, the governor is defending has attack droid, they're defending the Citadel or the you know, castle, whatever, however you want to describe it. And the clones, you know, pay in blood room by room to make their way in. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. And and it also addresses more of the, the discussion we had previously, you know, last week around how the separates were not all evil necessarily uh, and try to humanize the separatists more. And, And here we see, right. Tawny Ames, she, she was actually one of those pushing for peace with mina bonteri during the clone wars mm-hmm. which of course was a nice reference right um to to a character we met in, in in clone wars and you know she she talks about how uh you know it's interesting Right? She, she she mentions that dooku was half right and that he knew the republic would collapse into something worse and it's or okay, she says Dooku, Dooku was right, and and that the, it would the Republic would collapse into something worse. And she's half right, right? It, it it did actually collapse into something worse. Yep. Um. That doesn't mean everything Dooku did was right. Far from it. Um. And he was also being controlled by the guy who made the Republic collapse. But you, you know, could say, you could say he
2: was <laughs> he was mostly
0: right. Part, partially. <laughs> yeah.
2: Partially. Partially yeah. right. Partially.
0: Um. But you know, we we get a little bit more of that, and even at the end, right she she makes this plea for peace and uh you know crosshair is very militant you know or even cody right is like we're i'm not the enemy we're not the enemy we're right you know we're, we're trying to help we're trying to bring peace to the galaxy and tawny ames says well the empire doesn't believe in peace and that kind of stops cody for a minute and he he kind of realizes wait, maybe maybe she has a point. Maybe we can try to resolve this peacefully. And that's when Crosshair just executes her on the spot after, you know, Cody re- basically refuses Governor Groton's order. It's just the dynamic here is just so, mm-hmm. so good.
2: And and you also at this point have to feel sorry for Cody because Cody is under the, he's still under the the, the Republic thought that we're here for peace. OK. Yeah. And and he sure, he followed uh, order 66. OK. But at this point, you could just tell that whole thought process of the Republic. We're here for peace. Let's negotiate. See what we can do. And then. Maybe this was the point, because Crosshair was the one that executed. Did the, that is the thing that may have just turned Cody at that point, saying, what am I doing? You know, this isn't what I really signed up for. Or no, I'm sorry. This isn't really what I was quote unquote created for because he didn't sign up for it. The clones were bred into Mm -hmm. this war. And now it's to the point where it's like, I was bred into the war to bring peace. And here I have an opportunity to negotiate peace. Mm -hmm. And Crosshair took it away.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, you know, even later at the memorial wall, right? Cody wonders if they're making the galaxy better, And he implies that it's getting harder to live with the choices they have to make. Right. It's just, it's a great discussion.
2: It's a great discussion. And the sad thing is you've got crosshair coming back with the good soldiers follow orders, Mm -hmm. Mm, you know, and that's, that, that, that's, that's an interesting thing to see going forward with crosshair is how much further can he believe that? if his chip was removed in last season and he still believes that he's following orders, how much can he put up with to still keep saying to himself, good soldiers follow orders? He followed his order. He he executed uh, uh, Tawny Ames. But after this point, what other positions is he going to be put into to where he really is going to start questioning Am I really following orders? And if I am, am I a good soldier following those orders?
0: Yeah, exactly. I don't I don't know. Steve, Stephen, Steven, Tom That's, and I have been talking a lot. What do you what do you think?
1: I <laughs> Go ahead. It's and it, like last week I talked about the episode being a little subtle. I don't think they were trying to be suit too subtle this time, but like I still don't know how to interpret that last scene of Crosshair laying in bed. Did he did he not sleep and kind of alluding to Cody's comment about, you know, not being able to sleep as well with everything going on? Or is it really just you know, he's okay with this. Like he can he can live with what's happening here and I I don't know the answer. I, um yeah. And I'm I'm looking forward I think to exploring this a little bit more, you know, the previous uh the previous season, I think, made it pretty clear how Crosshair feels, and I do. I just, I wonder how or if that will change. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed Don't to he...
0: change at the end of season one, right? A little right. bit. It, it a little it bit. It seems, a to some degree, but we also. In his, in the Keith has no
1: issue executing. Exactly. The governor. Oh yes. So. He, he's right.
0: not. He is not. Uh, he's not completely changed, you know. But I, I yeah. do feel like small, tiny cracks are beginning to form in his. Mm-hmm you know, the shell, uh, keeping him loyal to the, to the empire.
2: Well, here's, here's something to throw out there. So he was stuck on Camino for 30 rotations. Don't you think if you're a clone stuck on a planet that was completely destroyed that you were born on, don't you think that could have affected him for 30 rotations to sit there basically within a, a, um, uh, a death trap or there was a, there's a better word for it, but, you know, stuck in a position like that, looking at your destroyed home world.
1: I mean, You're not wrong, I, yeah. but I, I think you know everything he's gone through with the batch. Have I think that would have been done more so, and it doesn't seem to have at least in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really curious just to see where Crosshair goes over the next you know the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I agree. Yeah. I think last season we spent a lot of time on this kind of is he or isn't he brainwashed question. And I, I feel like we we ended on a he's not brainwashed. This is who Crosshair is. And I think that gives him a lot more room to grow this season and see where he lands and how he feels.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree. I think. But in both season one and now season two, right, the stories of Crosshair have been some of my favorites because. You get to see he he's he has this really big internal struggle, whereas you know the missions of the week are they're fun, uh, with the rest of Clone Force ninety nine, Crosshair's stories are they have a lot of weight to them and and they're very um, uh, I I just personally find them what? very exciting.
1: Let's be real, William. I think your favorite thing about Crosshair is watching him do cool things like shoot blasters around corners and you know, double headshots <laughs> Okay. On. Oh my Which gosh. was
2: cool. Which that was amazing. Have admit, we haven't even talked about cool. most
1: of the episode yet. Like that—that that was an
0: incredible <laughs> moment.
2: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This episode. Yeah. Go the, there's up the so
1: many like cool that. Go
2: ahead. No,
1: no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, there are so many cool moments like this. Just the way they clear room by room, watching them fight the droidikas and struggle with that. Um, mm-hmm. I particularly like the shot of the one droid that like gets an explosive on it and then falls through the shield slightly. Oh my gosh. Yes, 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 yes. Just, just all around. Great job. No notes, you know? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I, I, fantastic. I think for me, the best one is as, as they're clearing the stairs as they're going up and here you've got Cody throwing the pucks for, you know, for, for crosshair to shoot is just incredible. And then that last one is just like, you know just throw it and he hits it just i i just i love that whole sequence of the stairs just was, amazing that was just
0: yeah that was fan- that was the, definitely the highlight of the of the action sequences for sure um also just getting to see the the battle droids again and the separatist droid army like we got you know battle droids tactical droids droidikas commando droids aats uh you know the list goes on and it's so fun to see them all back it really it, it's kind of comforting in some ways like ah okay clone wars you know we even get a cool blade fight you know uh it it felt like they're kind of pulling out all the stops as far as what clone wars fans uh love it was it was just so good
1: it it's just a Clone Wars episode, and I think that's what makes yeah. the ending all the more shocking is because it, it feels so much like Clone Wars until you realize this isn't Clone Wars where the good guys win in the end. This is like everything we've been watching is fighting for the Empire, and yep. everything that means. Exactly. Um, and I honestly, I think this episode is all the stronger because it doesn't include any of the Bad Batch, the rest of the Bad Batch, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the solitary clone. It's just crosshair, Experiencing life in the Empire, and we talked about this a lot last season about how cool it is to see that transition, storm uh, clones to stormtroopers. The in beginning of the Empire's, you know, ID system and all of these kind of oppressive things, and this episode just does a great job of continuing that. Like it's fascinating to see the pieces for it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it
0: really is. It really, really is. So, yeah, I it it seems bad to say, but like I, the the crosshair episodes are by far my favorite. And I I just hope we get more of this type of thing. Cause this was like, yes, even though we're not, we're still not progressing the main storyline in season two yet. Right. Uh, But we're starting to get some hints. Okay. Well, clearly there's going to be crosshair struggle. We don't know what the batch is going to be dealing with yet, but at least crosshair is starting to struggle with his identity and whether that institution he's served and believes so strongly in, is, is really good. And he's starting to now wrestle with that. I, I think, especially when we even see, I think this affects Cody a lot. We, you know, they're, they're running through the city and even the citizens are, are terrified of the clones. Right. And they're supposed to be here to help, but the, the citizens even don't believe them. Um, right. You know, or, or, or when Rampart doesn't even remember who Cody is until crosshair says his, his number, right. It's showing how little Rampart cares about the clones um i think all of that impacts both cody and crosshair cody Mm -hmm. makes his decision uh at the end of this episode i'm I, i hope we get to see more of him but uh yeah crosshair i i just i find his story just so good
2: so good and this will be a very interesting character study to see how far they take him this season yeah so
0: yeah i don't know Oh, it's just such a good episode. I I can't. It's it's. Oh, there's just so much nuance to uh, the clones that are that have left. You know, left in the Empire, and it's just it's a great story. And I I hope we get more of it. I don't know. It, other, it,
2: it, yeah, Tom. I was gonna say the other the other thing I appreciate seeing is the. I think Stephen, you alluded it to, the transition from the clones to stormtroopers. It look when you're watching this, it wasn't an automatic transition of clones were gone. Here are the stormtroopers, but it looks like it's all slowly happening, and they're phasing out the clone the clones when they can, or as in this case, they're using the clones for the main battle to quote unquote sacrifice a clone more so than a stormtrooper. Yeah. So it's going to be fascinating to watch this throughout the season. And to see that slow turning of the 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 focus more towards stormtroopers than clones,
0: definitely. And that was a bit was a big focus last season too. Um, but I feel like even though it felt like okay, they've they've transitioned over, you know, by the end of last season, there's still a lot of the remnants of that transition. That it, it will take some time, and uh, it, it's not like a one morning all the clones were just.
2: Yeah, yeah, this, this yeah. wasn't an overnight. Yeah. Yeah. So are, are we good for ratings? Or is there anything else?
0: I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Let's, let's dive in. Uh, Tom, you want, you want to kick yeah. things off?
2: Yes, I am giving this episode an eight. I really enjoyed this episode. I love seeing Cody again, yeah um, and again, I'm going to stress, I really want to see where they're taking Crosshair's story going forward in this season. Um, so I'm giving the episode an eight overall. And my eight Womp Rats, see, my eight Womp Rats were basically the um, uh, troops that were bringing up the rear for Cody and Crosshair when they were going up the stairs, up the staircase. And the reason why Crosshair was actually able to hit that one last puck is all eight womp rats were able to stand on each other's shoulder and make sure. Sure, when you saw it, it was a clean hit because it was in the air. Well, that's because the eight womp rats were standing on each other and they were they were able to catch that little puck and hold it at the right angle for crosshair to hit. That's helpful. <laughs> Very. Very. Steven.
1: I think I'm also gonna give it an eight. I debated a little bit between seven point five and eight, but overall, just a really enjoyable episode. And I, I think I most appreciated, like I said, how much it felt like a Clone Wars episode with this like slightly evil take on a lot of it. Where you know, the beginning and the end. Um, I also hope Cody's alive. Uh, in fact, my eight Womp Rats were actually involved in staging his death as part of going AWOL just to make sure he made it safely. <laughs> uh, and it's you know, for some reason that doesn't end up being the case, then you can blame the Womp Rats because they told me they fixed it. And we'll see.
0: It's not their fault, right? That's not, not your exactly.
1: fault. Exactly. It's not, it's not my fault. It's their fault. That's what I'm saying. They told me they okay.
2: fixed it. And Cody's alive. Wa- C- can you really trust a Womp Rat?
1: I mean, yes. Okay. One would hope. William, how are you feeling about it? You
0: know, I actually, I think, I think I'm gonna make it uh, unanimous. Like this episode was so fun. I know we last week we complained a little bit about first episode, the premiere. Um, this episode fixed all of the problems uh, and, and the little disappointments that I had with the premiere. And it's just such a good, such a good episode. Uh, it's great to see Crosshair back. I love seeing what Crosshair is wrestling with. Um, I love of course, seeing Cody again. Finally, we've always wondered what happened to Cody after the clone wars. And now we get to see him. I think the question becomes, where does he go next? What happens to him? What does he do? Right? He, he disappears off screen, which is, it makes sense for the show. Cause this show is about the bad batch. It's not about Cody. Um, but I hope we do get to see more of him. Um, but it's a, it's a fantastic episode. And I, I really hope we spend more time with crosshair and, uh, throughout the season, and that uh, we get to dive more into kind of the, his internal struggles and in what he's, he's dealing with. So uh, I, uh, I'm going to give this episode eight Womp Rats out of ten. And my eight Womprats Rats, uh, they're actually uh, holding Governor Groton prisoner uh, on desks. Uh Tawny Ames used them to ensure he couldn't escape.
1: You know, before we close out completely, William, something you said sparked uh, a thought for me. I think both the premiere and this episode go out of their way to show um, kind of the steady state of the two groups of characters, the Bad Batch and Crosshair. Mm -hmm. I think the thing that makes this episode so much more satisfying, even if this was like the premiere episode, I don't know it's not about the rest of the Bad Batch, I think is that they do an amazing job of uh, making like, you feel crosshairs, uh, the staticness, the boringness, the you know same day, same shit, if you'll pardon the language, uh, in this episode. And I don't think that came through quite as clearly in the, the previous premiere. The Bad Batch are also stuck in this rut of yeah. doing mercenary jobs that don't pan out and so on. Um, but I, I think that's really the magic of both of these episodes is it, we're setting up where the Bad Batch is, where their characters are, what they're stuck in, and then I suspect we'll see the rest of the seasons about how they grow out of that and you know continue
2: on. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I they're
2: they're they're laying a groundwork for this season, and it's going to be fascinating to see how how each of them are going to continue and if at any point they're going to intersect again. Yeah. For yeah. Sure. So what's next?
0: Well. Next week we have the Bad Batch Season 2, Episode 4, entitled Faster. Uh Will we get another crosshair episode? Will we return to the Bad Batch? What will happen next? We'll have to find out next week uh, when the, the episode airs. And of course, we'll will, we'll will be back with our review of that episode uh right when the episode drops. You won't have to wait. Uh, and you can watch Disney Plus watch on Disney Plus and then come and join us for our review should be a great time. Um yeah, thank thank you all for listening. This is this was fun. This is a great episode. This is a bit of a shorter episode today, but uh you know this I just can't can't speak highly enough of this this episode. It was just a great one and I'm looking forward to discussing episode 4 with you next week. Thanks for listening everybody.
2: Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. For over a decade, Ion Cannon has covered every corner of the saga, from the films and animated series like The Clone Wars and Rebels, to books, comics, games, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your review will help this show grow within the Star Wars community. We can be found at our website, ioncanoncast.com, and you can follow us through Facebook and Twitter. To email us, you can do so at contact at ioncanoncast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, The Walt Disney Company, or any and all of their respective trademarks or copyright holders. Any opinion expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans, for fans, and is copyright 2018.